he has such respect for Lou Lamarello as Lou Lamarello does for both those guys as well. So yeah. he knows what he's getting in these two players, and he feels they need that depth if they're going to make a long run, and a lot of the Islander fans believe they can. I am so sorry <laughs> to my world. I am so sorry to my world. Nystrom, Nystrom's really getting some good right hands in. Gillies is down with Sandstrom. Somebody better help Sandstrom. Everyone must be held accountable for their actions. You cannot see your star carried out in a stretcher and do nothing about it. Oh my, did Mick plant one on Secord. Wow. You can't put a bounty on a man's head. I just did. But just a minute, Al Arbor has won mm -hmm. four Stanley Cups, so don't start telling Al Arbor what to do, you and John Davison. This is Coliseum Chronicles, The Penalty Box. I'm your host, Joe Lazito. So welcome back. Uh, I actually wasn't planning on having an episode this week. Uh, but uh, as you know, if you listen to my friend Fourth Line Voice, uh, every week he has an episode that I call Shit Show Sundays. And a lot of that episode is him ranting about the events of the week, and a lot of his material for those episodes is what he sees on social media. Now, uh, I have not been able to hook up with Trevor Gillies, by the way, for part five. And um, just just so everybody understands, it's not that um, it's not that we recorded everything and I'm holding out. I've had a few people ask me, uh, why haven't I released part five? And uh, it, it, listen, when you do episodes that are basically three hours at a time and you record with someone three hours at a time. It's not that Trevor and I sat down for 18 hours <laughs> and, uh, and pumped out one giant episode and I'm, I'm breaking it up into segments. Um, he's a very busy dude and uh, I'm hoping that we can hook up this week, but, uh, but I don't have anything in the can here with Trevor that I'm holding, uh, holding back. I am, I have been releasing them as we record them. So, um, I was not going to have an episode this week. I was going to kind of, uh, let the week go by and, um, hope to record with Trevor and, uh, and pop an episode out, um, next Monday, but just like, um, you know, what happens with Darren there, um, social media got really, really stupid this week. I mean, it, it oh boy. Um, not that it's ever um, brain surgery, and uh, I think it gets dumber by the day, but uh, it actually had uh, so, something to do with the Islanders this week, and, and there's just a few things I want to I touch on. Uh, first, though, humor me as I go through some of my uh, regular 
announcements here. So this episode is called What the Fuck is Wrong with You People? Seriously, what the fuck? And you'll know what I mean when I get to my uh, talking points. But first, uh, I hope that uh, you enjoy the content. If this is your first time listening, uh, this is probably a little bit different episode than what you're normally going to get. This is me just uh, unleashing my frustration because I don't do social media arguments with people. I don't argue with people because uh, the people that you argue, argue with on social media, you're never going to win. Uh, so, uh, I saw a lot of stupidity over the last few days and I guess it's just my way to, to let it all out. And, uh, fortunately I have this outlet, so I'm going to use it. But normally if, uh, you know, you're going to get an interview here, uh, with a former Islander, former Islander organizational enforcer, and, uh, that's the bulk of the episodes. This is just a little bit different, but if you are tuning in for the first time, I hope that uh, you get a kick out of this episode and I hope you come back. And if you're a returning listener, thank you very much. You guys are what makes the show go around. And um, I really appreciate you coming back. So uh, please subscribe to the show. As I've said, if you subscribe to the show, you get the content instantly. Once I upload it to the platforms, it appears instantly. And um, let's face it, there's no uh, no more football on Sundays. Most of the time when I upload these episodes, they're uploaded on a Sunday. You need stuff to do. Now it's getting warmer. You're going out with the old lady and uh, you're going to the, you know, farms and you're doing this uh, Sunday drive stuff where you're, you're headed out to, I don't know, country-like environments, um, apple picking, whatever it is. And you need some quality entertainment to listen to in the car on the way. Why not just pop on Coliseum Chronicles, the penalty box, wholesome family entertainment, uh, this episode might not be for the kiddies, but, um, but anyway, uh, subscribe, subscribe, please. And you will get the episode as soon as it's uploaded. Also, if you could, uh, like the show, rate and review the show, it just gives the show higher visibility and, um, you know, who doesn't want that? But, uh, I appreciate that, uh, that you're listening. And, uh, like I said, just even, if, even if you could do any one of those things, it, uh, it definitely helps the show grow. On social media, I have two Twitter accounts, at Joe Lazito, which is my personal account, at Kali Sinbin Pod. Um, follow me, like me. No, Twitter, follow me, and I'll follow you back, absolutely. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Coliseum Chronicles Podcast. That is a like or a follow. You like or follow the page. Uh, if you have anything uh, that you do and you want me to uh, like it or follow it, I will do the same in kind. Also, I have a personal Facebook, but it's pretty dormant. Don't post on there too much. Instagram, Coliseum underscore Chronicles underscore podcast. Same stuff. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Uh, Coliseum Bin Pod Twitter, Facebook page, and Instagram are all pretty much the same content, but I know that uh, not everyone has all of those platforms. So if you're on any or all of them, give me a follow, give me a like. I will do, I will return the favor. Now, I have merchandise, and the merchandise, uh, there's two logos, same same basic picture logo, different fonts, uh, the classic logo, and a new alternate logo, and I have a website, so what I'd like you to do is scroll down, um, and you will see a link, you'll see two links in the episode description where you can order merchandise. Uh, I'm not sure why I can't combine the two, 
on Teespring, but uh, I have to make two separate ones. So uh, one link has the classic logo, one link has the uh, newer logo, and um, you can order all your Coliseum Chronicles merchandise on those two links. And every week I give a listener exclusive discount. This week, our buddy Aaron Asham is celebrating a birthday later this week. So the code for this week is ASH20, A-S-H-2-0, ASH20. Use code ASH20 until, I believe, it's April 19th, and you'll get 20% off any items, any item or items in the Coliseum Chronicles merchandise store. And when you see the logo, that was done by local Long Island artist Joe Marisich. Joe is an artistic genius, like I always say. Joe's the man. He's available for hire. Uh, you've seen his art, especially if you're an Islander, Met, or Jet fan. You've seen that stuff floating around the internet. Uh, the classic Barry Trotz. You'll have to go through the fucking island picture. That's Joe. You've seen him. You know he's awesome. Get at him, at Graphics Joker on Twitter or at LoudEgg.com. Joe's, like I said, Joe's available for hire, and he's awesome. Definitely hit him up. I mentioned my friend Darren, Fourth Line Voice Podcast. He is on the Hockey Podcast Network two episodes a week, although that may change because I think he bought a mansion, and um, he's got moving to do soon, so he's packing stuff up. I hope he gets it done quick. I enjoy his episodes. The OG uh, one episode a week is a player interview, and one episode a week is the aforementioned shit show Sunday. Uh, and I imagine he recorded, I'm recording this Saturday, and he usually records his shit show Sundays on Friday. So I'm guessing if he's putting out a shit show Sunday this week, he recorded it yesterday. So look for that on Sunday. If you're listening to this on Sunday, look for it. If you listen to this on Monday, it should be there already. So check out his shows. Amazing back catalog, terrific guy, not as old as me, um, which he always brings up, which I love, by the way. I love I love where I'm at. I God, I wouldn't want to be young nowadays. Holy fuck, I definitely wouldn't want to be young. Um, but Darren's great at what he does, and um, his interviews are great. The Sunday episodes are fucking hilarious, so definitely check him out. And uh, if he is going to be MIA for the next little bit because of his move, I would highly recommend checking out his back catalog. He's got uh, some great stuff there. So definitely give him a listen. Uh, another podcast that is not quite as long as Darren's episodes, Bucket Drop Podcast with my friend Bobby Longgrass. His his episodes are quick. Um, Darren's kind of show you can listen to a three-hour drive and you, you're, you're good. Bobby's the kind of show you listen to on your way to go get a cup of coffee because his episodes are anywhere from like eight minutes to 15 minutes. They're quick episodes, uh, puts out a few a week. So it's really just maybe what happened the day before focuses mostly on, uh, the Canadians, which is his team, uh, Ottawa, Toronto, uh, some gambling, some combat sports, but these are quick hit episodes. You can bang them out real quick. If you fall behind a few episodes, you can probably bang out a week's worth of episodes in about 30 or 40 minutes. But Bobby's a good dude, and uh, I would definitely recommend listening to his podcast. Uh, Our friend down in Florida, who will not be my neighbor anytime soon, but maybe in the future, you never know. Alec Olin Salen, the host of the Five for Fighting podcast, which is on hiatus, but I cannot stress enough. Please go back and listen to his back catalog, because Alec does a great job. And um, he's had some pretty amazing guests, too. 
And while he is on hiatus, this is a great opportunity for you to catch up on all his past episodes. Alec also runs the Enforcer Appreciation page on Facebook, which is where Darren gets a lot of his Shit Show Sunday material from. And he also runs the QSPHL slash LNEH jersey and equipment page. I urge you to join both of those pages. Um, the uh, QSPHL uh, jersey page is just really cool, fun stuff to look at. And um, the Enforcer Appreciation page, uh, the subtitle of that page should be Never a Dull Moment. Definitely a lot of fun. And by the way, I neglected to say that Darren has a YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice YouTube channel, over 2,500 fights. If you have watched a hockey fight on YouTube, chances are it is on the Fourth Line Voice YouTube channel. So you probably already know all these things, but just in case you don't, that's why I'm here to help you and hold your hand and lead the way. Excuse me. <clears throat> I would like to thank Rod Peterson. Uh, Rod Peterson, for those of you that follow the CFL or follow the Western League, uh, Rod Peterson is the voice of the Regina Pats. He's the former voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, Rod has a show Monday to Friday, uh, Eastern Time. It's on from 12 to 2. It's on Facebook Live. It's on YouTube. Uh, he has a website, rodpeterson.com, which I think is just audio. Um, I believe it's available on a few other platforms. I personally watch his show on Facebook Live, and if I miss the episode, if I can't watch it live, I listen to the replay on, um, I guess, iTunes. I don't know. I have iTunes or Apple. I, I don't know which one I listen to it on, but I listen to the podcast version uh, later on that day if I if I miss the live version. And uh, Rod is a tremendous individual, and Rod is always... Uh, you know, always supports me and supports my show. Uh, I sent him some gear, sent him some shirts and a mug, and he uh, he was nice enough to show them on his show. And um, also this week he had Kevin Kaminsky on as a guest. I think Kevin's been on twice now. And uh, right before Kevin went on the show, he texted me and said, oh, I'm wearing your shirt on Rod's show. And, um, you know, to see the Coliseum Chronicle shirt, uh, worn by killer on Rod's show and killer had the mug and then Rod had the mug on the desk and he held it up. That was really awesome. You know, like, um, you know, Darren will say that his show and my show and Alex show, we're, we're small potatoes and we're the mom and pop shows compared to the bigger shows. And, and I think that's fine with all of us. Um, but when you see that, uh, you know, a guy like Rod Peterson, who is, uh, he's pretty much a legend. I mean, you know, you, the voice of the Rough Riders, the voice of the Regina Pats, he's a legend. And uh, when a guy like that is pumping up your show and everything, it's uh, it's an honor. And then, you know, Killer and I go way back and, you know, watching it on the split screen and seeing Rod hold up the mug and Killer with the shirt and the mug. I mean, that was just, uh, that was just great. So uh, I just, you know, Killer knows I love him and we chatted about it. And uh, I thanked Rod uh you know, over a message here, but, uh, I just want to thank Rod again. I don't know if he listens, but, um, I really appreciate Rod Peterson's support and, uh, the, the whole crew over there, how they support my show. And, um, and I love it. And I just want to say thank you very much. And I would definitely recommend checking out Rod's show. Now, now Rod always says he doesn't understand why his show has such a big following down here in the States. And I, I tell him that, if you're uh, for me in particular living in New York, so we have two all sports stations. If you're in New York, you know what I'm talking about. We have ESPN and we have FAN. So if you're a hockey fan, you know you're not getting any hockey coverage 
down here in New York. So you know that. Um, you're definitely not getting any CFL coverage down here. So the good thing about Rod's show is he talks about all sports. I mean, not too much in the basketball, which is perfectly fine with me because I couldn't give a shit. Um, but Rod talks about all levels of hockey, he talks about pro hockey and, and junior hockey, especially being out there. There's a junior player uh, named Connor Bedard. I never would have known about him. He's 15 years old. He's a stud, an absolute stud. I never would have known about Connor Bedard. Uh, if it wasn't for uh, Rod Peterson. And um, forget about CFL coverage down here. So Rod's show is really tailored for a fan like myself who enjoys the CFL. And he talks NFL too, talks Major League Baseball, talks NHL, talks junior hockey, occasionally minor league hockey. So for me, that's the kind of sports talk I want. So that's why I tell Rod. That's why, uh, that's why his show appeals to me. And uh, there's plenty of us down here. There's plenty of hockey fans down here in the States that uh, I would imagine in their uh, regions, they don't get too much hockey talk on their sports radio. I don't give a rat's ass really about the Yankees or the Mets. I don't need to hear all about that. I don't really care about the Jets and the Giants. I definitely don't care about the Knicks or the Nets. And the Islanders never get a sniff on any uh, on any sports radio, except if uh, Boomer Sison's talking about Matt Martin, which is fine with me, but it's not a lot. So um, if you like, if you like the sports, if you're a fan like me, that you appreciate all levels of hockey and maybe you like CFL, but you're an NFL fan or major league baseball, please watch Rod's show. Did my voice just crack? Jesus, please watch Rod's show. It's uh, it's definitely something different than what you're used to. And uh, Rod's a great guy. So thanks again, Rod. I know that was like a pretty big commercial for your show and you definitely don't need my help, but thank you for your support. Now we're getting to the Islanders slash sound tigers fight report. Nothing uh, nothing really new to report this week, as there wasn't technically a fight, but there was a scuffle. And that is with noted heavyweight Otto Koivalot. Dropped the gloves with Will Coyle of Hartford. They got roughing penalties. Not much of a fight, but in these times where you're desperate for any sort of fisticuffs on the ice, I had to tell you about the two minutes that Otto Koivula got for roughing with Will Coyle. And Will got four minutes for roughing. He's a big bully picking on our European. Um, but uh, no, it was a uh, pretty, uh, pretty boring week in terms of fighting. And let me just say this. You guys know I've been banging the drum here for um, Yannick Turcotte and Mike Cornell. Um, that game against Hartford, the first two periods were competitive. And they were okay. I mean, nothing super entertaining, but they were at least competitive. The wheels fell off in the third period. I mean, I think Hartford scored 37 goals in the third period. Every time I put my head down, maybe to check a message, I'd hear, you know, on the TV, Hartford scored again, Hartford scored again, Hartford scored again. It It was arguably the worst period of hockey I've seen in a long time. And... Because of the schedule that Bridgeport is playing this year, where they're only playing Providence and Hartford, you're going to see they're playing Hartford 12 times. And the schedule at the beginning of the season was Providence heavy. So now this this part of the season is Hartford heavy. And you're getting your fucking bag beat off by this team. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. And the only guy who did anything, Seth Helgeson tried to get stuff going. And... 
I know they're playing Hartford at least the next two games, maybe the next three games. And, you know, it just would have been nice to see some sort of hate, see some sort of frustration, see some sort of anger on anyone else's part besides Seth Helgeson. Hel- Listen, if you don't know what kind of player Seth Helgeson is, hard-hitting defenseman, similar to Mike Cornell, similar to the prototypical physical defenseman, hard-hitting defenseman, leader, takes a regular shift, fights, kind of guy you want on your team. And Seth has played every game this year, as far as I know. He's a team captain. Um, And yes, I understand the American League is nowhere near what it used to be, which, of course, is a shame. But nobody did anything. Like, this is the team you're playing at least the next two games, maybe three. I have to look at the schedule again. But you're getting your ass handed to you. Why? Why can't someone show some fucking emotion and do something? Just do anything. Um, it's just, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm singing the same old song that I always sing, but that was the most frustrated I've been watching Bridgeport this year. And there have been many moments of frustration and I just, I just would have liked to see someone give a shit besides Seth Helgeson, just fucking do something, do anything. So again, I'm imploring Coach Thompson, who I like, by the way, who I would not fire. I know a lot of the hockey experts on Twitter and Isles Twitter want Brent Thompson fired, but they can't really give you a good reason other than the standings because you can't really hit me with he's not producing players because if you go up and down the Islanders roster, there are a lot of guys who came from Bridgeport. So, But they look at the standings. I don't think they quite understand fully what the – purpose of an American League team is it's not necessarily to win. It's to get prospects up to the NHL, which is something Brent Thompson does. I don't want Brent Thompson fired. And I'm sure after that game, Brent Thompson, Matt Karkner gave the boys shit in the room and they deserve to get shit in the room. But Coach Thompson, I'm sure you don't listen, but I'm putting this out there. I think the next game is Wednesday. Please dress Yannick Turcott again. Please dress Mike Cornell. Get these guys in there. Let's see some emotion. Let's see some passion. Let's see guys who give a shit. Because I promise you, if I don't even remember what the score was. Was it 7, 7 2, 8 2, whatever it was? It might as well have been 20 to 2. Because whatever the score was, it wasn't even as close as the score indicates. Those guys give a shit. They would have done something to make an impression. Helgeson was the only guy who did anything. So, Coach Thompson, I'm begging you. Let's see Yannick Turcotte. Let's see Mike Cornell. Let's see some jam. Let's see some sandpaper out there. Please. Please. I'm begging you. All that's left to do is wait and see. Um, Before I get to the nuts and bolts of this show, I just want to say, um, I know I sound a little grumpy, but I, I'm honestly in a really great mood because... Um, while I'm waiting to record episode five with Trevor Gillies, uh, I actually have some episodes in the can. I was able to record an episode uh, with a, with a player that uh, I actually am going to have to break up into a two-parter. And the episode that I referenced in last week's ep- episode came to fruition this week. I recorded with, uh, with a former player that uh, I have no qualms saying is one of my all-time favorite players. Um, it was unbelievable. It was a blast. I hope that when you hear the interview, it comes through 
the the passion comes through as much as as much fun as I had recording with him. Uh, it was unbelievable, and uh, definitely it was worth the wait. And I can't wait to bring it to you. So, like I said, the show right now is is going pretty well. Uh, so between those two interviews, it's going to give me three episodes. Uh, I'm finishing up my research this week on another player who I hope to record with either later this week or early next week. So, um, and like I said, I still have to record my top 10 Islanders enforcers. So the show, uh, you know, it's in pretty good shape here and, um, things are going okay. And I can't wait to bring you the episodes that I have in the can because, um, one episode is with a guy that, uh, I, I've corresponded with in the past. And the other episode is with a guy that I've never corresponded with. And I think that they came out great. I think these guests, both of these guys were awesome. And, uh, well, uh, there's really nothing else to say. Uh, they were great guests. And when the episodes drop, I hope that you people enjoy them because I had a great time interviewing them. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a really great mood, uh, for that reason. And, uh, I tell you what, the one episode that I am going to record, um, the one that I'm researching now, that's going to be a really interesting episode because this guy's story is full oh boy. Um, it's a pretty interesting story, not just on the ice, some off the ice stuff too. And, um, it, it it's, uh, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty emotional. And, uh, I'm really anxious to get, get going with this guy. And, uh, I've been dragging my feet a little bit just because there's not a ton out there on him. Uh, well, there's, there's a good amount of stuff out there, but it, a lot of it is the same. And I'm trying to really dig deep and get, get some different stuff. Um, but, uh, but thanks to, uh, Yuka, he sent me some articles on this gentleman today that will definitely help. Uh, and, but this guy's story is pretty intense. So, uh, fortunately it has a, a very happy ending. Uh, so, uh, when I bring that to you, you'll understand, but, uh, but yeah, show's doing great. I got these, uh, episodes in the can that I can't wait to bring you. And, um, yeah, so let's get to it. Uh, the first two things I want to talk about today aren't hockey related. They're they're I guess they're human related. And, um, one thing I just want to make a point of, uh, obviously what's everyone, what, what has everyone been talking about for the past over, you know, a little over a year now is COVID and the vaccines and, I got a question. So there are people out there that will climb over their own grandmother to get the vaccine. And then there are people out there that either don't want the vaccine or want to wait to get more information. And I I think what spurred this on for me this week is Josh Allen, who's the Bills quarterback, was asked about getting the vaccine. And basically what he said was he wants to make an educated decision and he wants to get more information. He didn't say he wouldn't get it. He just said he's he wants to get more information. He wants to uh, just really educate it, which is my stance. I haven't been vaccinated yet. I'm not anti-vaccination, but I've seen enough information out there, and I don't mean memes, which is what a lot of where a lot of people I think get their information from. But I have seen enough stuff out there from regular news outlets that has given me pause and has made me think whether I want to get the vaccination or not. Again, not anti-vaccination. I'm not pro-vaccination. I, for myself, I haven't read enough stuff that has eased my mind with the 
potential side effects and long-term ramifications. Still not saying I'm not going to get it, but I think I'm probably similar to Josh Allen. And, oh, boy, uh, I think it was WGR up in Buffalo. Some guy wrote an article uh, about his comments and just, you know, basically just flamed him. And the good part was everyone came to his defense. And and it really wasn't even – I don't even think it was because it was Josh Allen. I just think it was because – all, he didn't say anything wrong. He didn't. He didn't say he wasn't getting it, and he didn't say that people shouldn't get it. All he was saying is he's basically on an information mission right right now. But there are certain media outlets and certain members of the media that just roasted this guy, and and it annoyed the fuck out of me. I don't understand why. Now I understand if you're like one of these maniacal pro-vax vaccination guys, when you see people call you sheep. I understand that that irritates you. And I think, you know, sheep has been very overused in the last five or six years. Um, but I also don't understand why the people who have been vaccinated can't. Uh, and I, I should understand this because it's basically been the whole political landscape in the last five or six years. Why people who have been vaccinated and are so gung ho vaccination why you can't accept the fact that some people are reluctant to get it and obviously i don't mean everybody i mean the vocal minority on social media that is ready to was it dox is that the word dox people who uh who don't believe in the vaccination and don't believe in the current administration and all the good that they're doing and don't believe in dr fauci like why is that why can't i guess my thing is for anybody why can't you just live your life and leave everybody else alone? <laughs> Why? Why can't, if you feel that the vaccination is best for you and your family, why can't you get vaccinated and vaccinate your family and just leave everybody else alone? And if you feel like you don't want to get vaccinated and you don't want your family vaccinated, why can't you just not get vaccinated and leave everybody else alone? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand why people are so insistent on just carving people up on social media, calling them out on social media. Why can't you just do you and fuck off? I mean, really just why, why is it that people can't just live their fucking lives? I don't get it. And, and, and I will be honest with you. It seems like most of the heat is coming from the people who have been vaccinated or are waiting to get vaccinated and they're throwing shade. Is that the term throwing shade on people who are not getting vaccinated? Like they're having these tantrums and they can't understand for the life of them. Why you don't want to get vaccinated. I don't get it. Get your vaccination and live your life. And don't worry about anybody else. I mean, there have been plenty, like I said, there have been plenty of cases out there where people have been vaccinated they still got COVID. Some of them have died. Now, I know, obviously, there's any vaccination isn't foolproof, and I get that. But especially because it's new, and I understand this vac- this particular vaccination has been in the works for years, uh, going back to SARS, I believe. But still, there are still some people. Who, there are people who don't get the flu shot, and nobody calls them out. I... Every year I get the flu shot and every five years I get the pneumonia vaccine because years ago I had double pneumonia. I almost died from it. I was hospitalized for over a week. I almost died from pneumonia. 
I get the, uh, the pneumonia vaccine. I think you're supposed to get it every five to seven years. So I get it every five years. I'm not out there trashing people that aren't getting the pneumonia vaccine. You know why? Because I get the pneumonia vaccine and I don't give a fuck if anyone else gets the pneumonia vaccine. I even think in my family here, there's four of us in the family. I don't even think we all get the flu shot. So this is in my own house. I get the flu shot. I think my kids get the flu shot and I don't think my wife gets the flu shot and my wife never gets the flu anyway. But this is even people under the same roof. We don't even get the same. We get the vaccinations that we're supposed to get. Like the boys get all the vaccinations they need for school. We all did. Um, but I don't give a fuck. I'm not here going on my wife. You got to get the flu vaccine. Why aren't you getting the flu vaccine? Don't you care? Why won't you get the flu vaccine? I don't give a shit. She doesn't want to get the flu vaccine. She's an adult. Let her make her own decision. Likewise, she's not going, I can't believe you, get, you got the flu vaccine. I can't believe it. What are you doing? You're a sheep. No, she's not doing that either. So I guess my, my question, not a question, but here's my statement to the people. And I'm guessing that most of the people that listen to my show are pretty fucking educated and pretty fucking smart and down to earth and get it. If you got the vaccine, great. If you're, I don't, I personally, I don't get the pic, you know, the social media, the pictures where people are posting that they got vaccinated. I don't get that at all. But you do you. That's your social media. Fucking have at it. I don't get it. But if you're proud that you got the vaccine, be fucking proud that you got the vaccine and post your pictures. Okay. But for the people who don't want to get vaccinated, leave them the fuck alone. If they don't want to get vaccinated, this is just like with politics, with, with, with people trying to push their political views. People that like Trump were never going to not like Trump because you want to push it on him. And people who don't like Trump were never going to change their mind because you think he's fucking great. So what are we doing here? What are we even talking about? Please, pro-vaccine, leave the anti-vaccine people alone. And if you're against this vaccine, leave the pro-vaccine people alone. Just fucking live your life. I think that's the biggest problem with the world right now. People can't just stay in their own fucking lane, mind their own business, and just live. I mean, is your life that great where you have to worry about everybody else? If it is, congratulations, because I wonder what that's like. Another thing I want to talk about. <coughs> Excuse me. Why? I'm going to tell you a story. As you know, as you know by now. I like hockey fights. Yes, I know. Big shocker. Big shocker. I like hockey fights. And the men who do the job are amongst my favorite athletes in the world. There are a few that I'm not a fan of. But 90, over 99.9% .9 of them I'm a fan of. I love them. And, uh, you know, base my show around them. Listen to other hockey podcasts based around them. Um just love them. And I, I think I've alluded to this before. I, uh, I was a big fan of a particular player. And apparently an incident had happened with this player years and years ago that I hadn't heard. And the person who told me the story couldn't believe that I hadn't heard it because it was pretty, it got around pretty quickly and I had never heard it before. And it's a kind of story that I find absolutely reprehensible, that I find absolutely disgusting. And this is someone who was one of my favorite players. And 
when I heard the story, it absolutely turned my stomach. And I just lost all respect for this guy. I will never, ever tout him for anything. I won't promote anything. Not that he does anything. I mean, he met who the hell knows down the road, but uh, I won't promote anything. Even if he was on the Islanders, I would never have him on my show. I would never talk about anything he did. Um, just absolutely changed my opinion on this guy in an instant. And this is someone that I was a huge fan of. So my question is, a lot of society idolizes people who are bad people, but they have talent, whether it's athletic ability, whether they sing, whether they dance, whatever it is. Uh, I have people that know me know, I think Michael Jackson is a serial pedophile, but people will give him a pass because he can sing and moonwalk. And radio stations to this day still play his music, which I find absolutely disgusting. And if you're a Michael Jackson fan, I'm sorry if you don't like to hear that, but that's how I feel. There's just way too much out there. It's just crazy, okay? And you're never going to change my mind if you disagree with me, so don't even try it. And I'll make a deal with you. I won't try to change your mind. That's just how I feel, not changing my mind. But Michael Jackson songs will still be played on the radio, and they'll be played on the radio long after you and I are gone. I don't get it. The families that he's affected, I don't get, you know, how do you, they're in a car driving somewhere, and all of a sudden Michael Jackson comes on. Now, if these are one of the families that took money from him, then fuck you. Okay, if you, your child was abused by Michael Jackson, and you took money from him, then fuck you. I have, I mean, I have sympathy for your child, but fuck you as parents. Basically pimping out your kid. Fuck that. But I'm sure there are a lot of families out there that Michael Jackson abused their kid. Didn't take a dime. Why should they have to hear Michael Jackson's music? But anyway, this isn't about pedophilia. Um, <clears throat> why, why are we... I guess, why do we forego the person because we like the talent that they have. I'll never understand that. And I'm not saying I'm better or worse. I'm just saying for me, I could never do that. I can't do that. This was one of my favorite players. And on, on a dime in an instant, I was like, fuck that guy. And, you know, and I'm not saying it would be easy for me. Like, listen, I grew up idolizing Dale Murphy. I grew up idolizing Jack Lambert and Joe Ferguson and, uh, you know, all the Islanders like Clark Gillies, Nystrom, Gary Howitt, Trottier. You heard me mention these guys before. Um, and if, and if I found out they did something really reprehensible, I, I couldn't respect them as people. Um, and I don't understand why, why it's okay. Like, you know, I, I don't get it. You know, you, just because you can sing or play an instrument or you have this talent and you make millions and maybe you touch people, your your talent can touch people on a level that the average person can't. If you're still a shitty human being and you're, you're a shitty dad or a shitty husband, you're still shitty. I don't give a fuck if you touch 10 million people with your art. If you don't take care of your family, take care of your kids, take care of your wife or your husband, fuck you. And I don't understand. I don't understand why 
I seem to be in the minority there. And again, I don't, I guess for me to say, I don't care. I really don't care. It's a topic to talk about. So I don't, people are going to say, well, you don't care, but you're talking about it on your show. It's a show. I need stuff to talk about. And, you know, lately there's been a lot said about, you know, a person who, from what I have read, doesn't seem like he's a really good person. But people are just like, oh, my God, blah, 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 this, this. And I, again, I guess I'm not, I'm not mad if, if you're one of those people who just doesn't give a fuck about the actual human being. If he entertains you or she entertains you, I'm not mad. I don't, I, I'm just curious. I guess I've asked that question for a long time and I don't think I've ever really got a, a good answer. How do you do that as a fan of someone? No matter what the talent is, how do you separate the shitty human being from the talent that they have? Because I am not capable of doing it. I'm just curious how you do it. I've seen enough shit on Twitter the last week or so that blows my mind. And I'm just curious. How do you do it? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Isles Twitter. Now, Darren will always talk about Twitter. I love it when he does talk about Facebook. Um, and it's funny because every fan base thinks that their fan base is awesome and that other teams' fan bases are assholes. Now, I follow a lot of people that would comprise Isles Twitter. A lot of Isles Twitter follows me. And I would say most of them are great people. They're good people, good follows, entertaining. But some of you are absolutely out of your fucking minds. And I'll tell you why. A few days ago, Lula Marillo made a trade with New Jersey. Fleeced New Jersey. Got Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac for a first-round pick, which is going to be a bottom, probably a bottom five first-round pick. Hopefully it's the last pick of the first round. And... um couple of guys from Bridgeport. One guy is uh, AJ Greer, the guy they got in the trade for Kyle Burroughs, who just made his NHL debut this week with Colorado. Uh, I don't think Kyle listens to the show, but uh, if by chance you do, Kyle, congratulations. It's great to see all your hard work pay off with your NHL debut. I hope you never see the minors again. Uh, and you're on a great or you're in a great organization there in Colorado. So um, if the Islanders can't win the cup in Winnipeg, can't win the cup, then uh, I'd be I'd have no problem with you getting your name on there. But congratulations to Kyle Burrows on making his debut. But AJ Greer was the guy they got in return. He's on his way to New Jersey with Mason Yopst and a first round pick. It's an absolute steal, and not so much the first game, but last night against the Rangers. What did I see on Twitter? People are actually complaining about Kyle Palmieri and Travis Ajak. Oh, they haven't done anything yet. What, you know, people are complaining. The guys have been on the team. It was less than two games. Less than two fucking games. And Isles Twitter, and it's not just one or two, is loaded with people complaining 
these guys haven't done anything yet. And they're playing on the same line. Then I saw the people that said, well, it's not fair to J.G. Pajot because these guys have played together. So they're they're biased for each other. He's gonna, He's the odd man out on the line. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? I can't. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. Like, these two guys are going to be playing keep away from J.G. Pajot. Now, they both have more experience than J.G. Pajot, but, but I think Pajot is probably the most potentially electric of the players, the most exciting of the three, even though the other two have more experience. So you're telling me the two guys... The two new guys are going to be playing keep away from JG Pajot because, well, they've played together for the last however many years. That is, it's, it would be the stupidest thing I've seen on Twitter all week if it's not for my next topic. But literally saw that from Miles' Twitter. Complaining about these two guys. They have been Islanders for less than, I mean, what was it, 72 hours at that point? They hadn't even played two full games. And people are complaining about these guys. I don't understand this. I Well, I do. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what my theory is, okay? This is the younger generation who doesn't get it. And, you know, this is the this is the me generation. Everything is about me. How many of these people have in their Twitter bios, bios that they're scouts and analysts? I, I, really? Who do you work for? Who do you work for? Now, anyone, can, I could call myself an analyst. I don't have to work for anyone and be an analyst. Oh, I analyze things and I talk about it on my show. But a scout? A scout generally implies that you work for somebody. Or you're freelance. You could, I guess there are freelance scouts, maybe. There are people who do it on their own and then maybe they, they're like independent contractors with teams. I could see that happening. I don't know that for sure. But you're a scout, no, you're not. You're a fucking fan. You're a fan. How are you? A f you're not a scout. You're not a scout. You're as much a scout as I am. You watch the games. Get, <laughs> I, I mean, it, get over yourself. But I don't. I don't understand this. I don't. They don't understand team concept. These are people who play fantasy hockey. These are the people who can't understand that you can't have four first lines. They don't get it. The guy who everyone targets, well, especially since Ross Johnson hasn't played a whole lot this year, Leo Komarov. So Leo Komarov's on the first line. Is Leo Komarov a first-line player? No. In any universe, is Leo Komarov a first-line player? Maybe in double-A hockey, he's a first-line player. He's not a first-line player. But has he complimented Eberle and Barzal since Andrews Lee went out? Yes. Has he is he Andrews Lee? No, not at all. But has he been effective on that line? Absolutely. And by the way, before last night's game against the Rangers, they hadn't lost. They hadn't lost with him on that line. And he's played well. But but it's this, these are the people who can't they they and and I'm listen, I'm guilty of it. I'm stubborn. But I don't want Leo Komarov in the first line, but how can I complain about the results? They're winning. They're fucking winning. If you put a Leo Komarov on all four lines and they win, I don't give a shit. You could put Leo Komarov in goal if they win. The object is to win. Why do you give a shit if Leo Komarov's on the first line and they're winning? Because 
people want to play around with the lines. Okay, put Pajot on the first line. Put Wallstrom on the first line. If you put those guys on the first line and they lose three in a row, are you going to be complaining about Wallstrom or Pajot? No. You're going to be complaining about other low-hanging fruit. But guys like Ross Johnston, guys like Michael Del Cole, guys like Leo Komarov, they're low-hanging fruit. It's just this is you're all predictable. I don't want Leo Komarov on the first line, but if Barry puts him on the first line and they win, then keep him there. Why is this so fucking hard for some of you people? I don't understand it. You want the Islanders to win. They've been winning with Leo Komarov on the first line. Don't fuck with it. Don't pick it. Just leave it be and let it run its course. Now, they lost to the Rangers last night. Maybe they lose to the Rangers tomorrow. And then maybe they lose to, uh, who do they got this week? Boston, I think. Maybe they lose to Boston. Now, let's say they go on a little bit of a skid. Yeah, mix things up. I'm all for it. Mix things up. But why are you going to fuck with something when they're winning? I don't understand it. I just, I don't understand it. And for the people complaining that Palmieri and Zajac haven't done anything yet for the Islanders, they've been Islanders for less than a week. What do you fucking expect? You could put Trade and Bossy on a new team, and they may not click in the first two games. It's possible, you know. They're not perfect. Palmieri and Zajac are damn good players. And if this team goes on to win the Stanley Cup, they're going to be a big part of it. So why don't you give them a little bit of time before you start hammering them? And the idea that it's not fair to Pajot to be on a line with those two is beyond moronic. This is hockey. It's the ultimate team game. Do you honestly think those two guys are not going to incorporate J.G. Pajot? I mean, holy fuck. This is why one of the reasons why I'm actually putting out an episode, because these hot takes are beyond stupid. Yeah, I'm sure Zajac and uh, Palmieri, are, they probably ride to the game together, or if they're staying at the Marriott, I don't know. They probably talk about, yeah, I mean, we're not going to fucking pass the puck to Pajot. We play together. We know each other inside and out. Let's just fucking do it ourselves. Because that ever happens. How about we give these new guys a chance to get acclimated to the system uh, and just get acclimated to a, a new line mate or something? And how about we give them more than a game and a half before we start bitching about them on Twitter? And I'm going to end it with this the stupidest maybe for again i don't do politics so i'm sure that there's a lot of stupid political tweets that have been tweeted in the last five or six years i'm sure there are i have everything like that muted on my twitter so i don't see them so i'm gonna say that this week i may have seen the absolute stupidest take i have ever seen in my life on twitter and I guess to give give these people credit, they don't they double down too. Like it's just then they make it they make it worse. They make it woke. Um. So as we've discussed, Lou Lamarillo, three times Stanley Cup champion, by the way, um, traded for Kyle Palmieri, and Travis Ajak, and um, <clears throat> before the first practice. Kyle Palmieri shaved his beard and um, a lot of side-by-side pictures are on Twitter 
about Kyle Palmieri having to shave his beard to be an Islander. And that, that created a stir with the woke crowd. Um, there was one tweet from a girl who apparently, I think she said she has a master's degree in something. I don't know. I know people. I know a few people personally that have master's degrees that I don't know how exactly they got those master's degrees because they didn't earn them. I don't know if they were bought by them or I don't know. They bartered for them, but um, I think a master's degree is like a marriage certificate. It's a piece of paper. Some obviously for some jobs, like uh, you know, there are some fields of study where you need a master's degree. Um, I forget what this particular person's master's degree is in, but like I said, I know people with master's degrees who are fucking brilliant. I know some people who didn't go to college that are brilliant. Smartest person I know didn't go to college. So master's degree is what you make of it. Uh, but it wasn't just this person. The the woke crowd now, finally, there's something for them to bitch about in sports. Lou Lamarillo makes people shave their beards, and that's not nice. Why can't these grown men keep their facial hair and long hair if they want? Why? Who is Lou Lamarillo to dictate such terms to make these grown men shave their beards and cut their hair? That's not nice. He's mean. And of course, it it then escalates to it's another old white man exerting power over people because what the fuck? is wrong with you people. Okay. Lula Amarillo. It's 2021. Lula Amarillo has been a GM since 1987. I think there were uh, a few months that he wasn't a GM between his time with New Jersey and Toronto and between Toronto and the Islanders. But pretty much he's been a GM since 1987. Lula Amarillo is old school. And... Old school is a good thing. Maybe not to the woke mob. It's not a good thing because sometimes old school people are mean and they have rules and they like things a certain way with structure. They are mean people. And of course, they're all old white men. Oh, my fucking God. All right. So this guy's been a GM since 1987. He has three Stanley Cup rings, but he hasn't won a Stanley Cup in over a decade. That's true. You know who else hasn't won a Stanley Cup in over a decade? Most GMs haven't won a Stanley Cup in over a decade. Most GMs don't win a Stanley Cup ever. Okay? Most of them don't win. Even the most successful GMs maybe have one. They, Lou has three. And he has three with the team that he built from the ground up. He has three. He built... I'm always reluctant to use the word dynasty because I think dynasty, you have to win them consecutively. Like the Islanders, four in a row, that's a dynasty. Montreal, five in a row, that's a dynasty. Even in football, the Steelers won four out of six. I'm hesitant to call that a dynasty because there were two years they didn't win it, even though arguably their best team ever was one of those two years. Um, so you, some people would call the Devils a dynasty. 
I don't call them a dynasty, but they were fucking competitive as hell. Call them boring, just like they call the Islanders now. I'll take boring hockey if it leads to championships. No problem there. Lou Lamarillo has three Stanley Cup rings. He knows what he's doing. Lou Lamarillo is old school. And you know what? That's okay. Because you know what old school does? Old school doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. I'm old school. I don't give a fuck about your feelings. But you're talking about it on your episode. You must care. No. I need content. And you people are fucking stupid. And it gave me an opportunity to talk about it. Dude has been a GM. He's been in hockey the majority of his life. He builds winning programs. And if we get Toronto Maple Leaf fans, and I don't mean the the newer age, woke bunch, analytic doofuses, but if you get like old school Maple Leaf fans and you say you could have Lou Lamarillo or Kyle Dubas, nobody's picking a fucking analytics guy. Come on. Come on. Let's be serious. But Toronto picked Kyle Dubas over Lou Lamarillo, and I am grateful for that every day. Now, listen, on a personal level, Lou Lamarillo does affect me on a personal level, and I'll tell you how. Uh, I don't know why, but Lou Lamarillo is, well, Lou Lamarillo is in charge of everything. He's the boss, okay? And that goes for everything. Lou Lamarillo, they don't sell their jerseys. They don't sell their equipment. Um, They're not allowed to give stuff away. This is all because of Lou. Now, as some of you may know, I'm a big-time you know, equipment collector, gear collector. I love this stuff. I love jerseys. I love sticks, helmets, gloves. I love this stuff. I do not have a single thing of Ross Johnston. Oh, it's not true. I have skates. I have Ross Johnston skates. Thanks, buddy. You know who I'm talking about. You're the man. Um, I do have Ross Johnston skates. I don't have a Ross Johnston stick. I don't have gloves. I don't have a helmet. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get them. I might have to wait. Till he goes somewhere else. And by the way, again, I'm going to throw this out there because no one else is saying it, and I'm sure people are going to think I have rocks in my head. If Ross Johnson is a penguin on Monday, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm just throwing it out there. I hope not, but I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get any Ross Johnson stuff. And like I said, it might have to be if he leaves and goes to another team, because I'm pretty sure when Lou decides to retire, his son's going to take over. And I'm sure his son's going to do everything the exact same way. Um, so from a, the collector in me gets screwed by having Lou Lamarillo over here. Um, the podcast host in me also gets screwed because guys are reluctant to do this show because of Lou Lamarillo, because they don't, you know, not that my show is controversial. I don't talk. I don't think I talk about anything. I kind of let the guests have their say. And I've asked guys questions before they didn't want to answer. And that's totally cool. I don't push. But I've had people tell me off the record that mm, it's probably not a good thing for me to do the show because of Lou. So as a as an equipment collector, I get screwed because Lou's in charge as a podcast host. Sometimes I get screwed because lose the host, but you know what? I'm an Islanders fan. I want them to win the cup and I love this fucking guy. I liked him when he was with Jersey. So that's one of the advantages of, of having a team so close is that you're all, you know, you, you hear about the devils and, all, and you see how things go there. And um, so 
For me on a personal level, having Lou in charge screws me. I don't hate the guy because of what he does. I don't hate the guy because of his policies. I wish he was different. I wish guys were allowed to give stuff away. Um, I don't have a Scott Mayfield stick. I don't know when that's ever going to happen. I don't have a Mayfield gloves. I do have a, a Bridgeport jersey, but I obviously didn't get that from Scott. Um, but it, it affects me as a collector. It affects me as a host, but I love this fucking guy. I love the fact that there are parameters in place that you don't veer from. It's called structure, and I don't think the woke mob quite gets this because the woke mob equates structure and rules with being mean. And and how is it perfect for the fact that anytime you see a particular group of people white knighting for something, the, the people that they're white knighting for have never said a word. Like, they don't they, – they don't need these white knights to come to their defense. They don't ask for it. But here come the white knights. These white knights, for instance, with this whole Kyle Palmieri thing, Kyle Palmieri, Palmieri I believe, had a no-trade clause and waived the no-trade clause to play for the Islanders. Kyle Palmieri is well aware of the Lou Lamarillo rules. And yes, believe it or not, he was willing to shave his facial hair to come for a chance to win the Stanley Cup. So all of you people white knighting for Kyle Palmieri, Kyle, you're calling him, he's a grown man. He shouldn't have to shave his beard. Well, he's also a grown man who knows what happens when you play for a Lula Merlo team. It wasn't like Kyle Palmieri got traded and said, oh shit, I have to shave. He was well aware of it. And then I, I saw a few people going, Kyle Palmieri should just say, fuck it. You know, I'm sure when he when he got to the rink, there was someone there waiting with a razor, and he should just walk right past him and say, fuck it, I'm not shaving. You're an idiot. It's not how shit works. It's just not how it works. And I know a lot of people have brought up the Yankees and how they've done it. I know the Cincinnati Reds did it for a while. Um, so it happens, okay? Um, Kyle Palmieri waived his no-trade clause to come to the Islanders to play for the Islanders, to play for Lou Lamarillo, knowing full well that if his hair was too long, he'd have to trim it, and knowing full well that he'd have to shave his beard because Islanders have a no facial hair policy. And guess what? He was fine with it. So shut the fuck up. He was okay with it. He was. You're not okay with it, and who gives a shit? You know who doesn't give a shit? Lou Lamarillo. And I'll I'll be honest with you. I'm sure Kyle Palmieri doesn't give a shit that you, you care. Because he doesn't care. Also, this whole thing with the... Please leave your stupidity out of this because obviously with the white knights, one of the things they're always... Ironically, they're white knighting for things and they hate white. Um, The whole thing with the old white men thing. Old white men this, old white men that. Please leave that out of sports. Just just stop. Keep it to your, your political views and your views on other things. I mean, honestly, honestly, stop with that nonsense. And as per the norm with white knights, they don't do their homework. Well, what's going to happen when the Islanders make the playoffs and Lou doesn't let them grow playoff beards? That's a hockey tradition. Okay. Lou Lamarillo allows his teams to grow playoff beards. So, good job doing your homework. Yeah. Have you noticed? Did you not watch the playoffs last year? You can grow a playoff beard on Lou Lamarillo's teams. Stupid. Yeah. 
but but it's a tradition and this is just part of hockey culture where he's just this mean man shut up seriously shut up okay and then you get the ones well if they're drafted to the islanders then they have a choice because then they don't have to sign with them but players that get traded to the islanders don't have a choice and what if they want to keep their beards holy fuck i have a beard i have a goatee i love it okay and if my job tells me i have to cut my beard i'm cutting my beard you know what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna cry about it i'm gonna cut it if if i if i get another job oh all right here we go perfect example i'll, I'll relate it to myself so I've been out of work since May. I don't know when New York City is going to reopen and when I'm going back to work. In the interim, if I look for another job and find another job and have to go on an interview, guess what I have to do? I have to trim my beard. Now, do I have to trim my beard? No. Nobody is telling me I have to trim my beard. But I know that I like my beard the way it is, long and scraggly and everything. I love it. But I know to a prospective employer – they may not even like facial hair, but I'm not going to shave it off. I'll just clean it up closer to the chin, closer to my face, make it look presentable. You know why? Because that's old school. Because if I interview for a job and don't get it, I'm not going to go, it's because he didn't like my beard. Oh, my God. I'm going to go and get my friends and we're going to go protest. No, maybe I didn't get the job because I'm not qualified. I can't imagine that I'm not going to get a job because of my facial hair. But. That's how I was raised. You present yourself when, if you want to fight a traffic ticket, you go in there and you dress nice and you present yourself. You don't go in there wearing shorts and a cut-off t-shirt with be looking like a slob. You go in presentable to fight a traffic ticket. You're in a job interview, you wear a suit, and you get cleaned up nice. It, it, it's just mind-boggling to me that this new generation doesn't get that. And bitching and moaning about Lou Lamarillo this week. So I guess I will say that uh, I'm glad I got all this off my chest. And like I said, uh, I think I tweeted it last night. Lou Lamarillo doesn't give a fuck what you think. He doesn't. He doesn't care. I don't think Lou Lamarillo really gives a fuck about what anybody thinks. The guy is a proven winner. And he took a very strong team and made them stronger. Okay. I don't want them to get Taylor Hall, but they very well might get Taylor Hall over the next couple of days. And if they do, I have faith in this guy. How am I not going to have faith in a guy that has three rings and a head coach that has a Stanley Cup ring and a Calder Cup ring? How am I not going to have faith in these guys that they they know what they're talking about? I'm going to sit back and say, oh, I hope they don't sign Taylor Hall long term. And again, if they do, who knows? I mean, who knows? Maybe you put him back with Eberly, They get some sort of magic back. Who knows what happens? I don't want Taylor Hall here. If they get him, I'll live with it, and I'm going to root for the motherfucker to win the Stanley Cup. That's what it's all about, is winning. And Lou's a winner, and Barry's a winner. Lou has rules. And guess what? Before Lou got here, players had the Islanders in their contracts on the no-trade list. They didn't want to come here. Okay. When Mike Milbury was here, players didn't want to come here. The whole Kirk Muller thing. I'll bring you right back to that. Why do you think Kirk Muller didn't want to come here? Mike Milbury. Guys who came here once they were here wanted out. 
and they could grow their hair as long as they wanted, and they could grow beards as long as they wanted, and they wanted out. Guys don't do that anymore, okay? So this whole facial hair bullshit that you guys want to make your cause of the week, guess what? Players want to come here now. And why do they want to come here? Because the culture, yes, there's that word again. Oh, hockey culture is so mean. The culture of the New York Islanders has changed. Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz have changed the culture. This is now a desirable destination for hockey players. And it wasn't for decades. And why is it desirable again? Barry Trotz and Lou Lamarillo. So take your whining about shaving their beards and cutting their hair and stick it up your ass, okay? And really, get a life, okay? So everyone else, listen, uh, it's a little over an hour now, and uh, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, the Islanders are beating the Rangers or have beaten the Rangers, and um, maybe they'll do something else. I'm sure next episode, hopefully, which will be next week, I'll have Trevor Gillies part five, and hopefully we're talking about um, maybe another acquisition or two at the deadline. And, uh, you know, Islanders continue, um, you know, being in first place or close to it, marching towards the playoffs. So uh, you all have a great week, and I hope that you people stay safe. See you later. Thank you.